Hi, this is Timothy Zahn, author of Star Wars Thrawn. You're listening to Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. We'll not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. A Utini Podcast Network production. We are brave, Your Highness. Episode 152, our favorite standalone Star Wars novels. Thank you, Ambassador. But my place is with my people. On this episode, details on the Amidala Initiative. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Corey wears a pool hat. I love the water. And the Utini crew talks about their favorite standalone Star Wars novels. You Jedi are far too reckless. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Wes Jenkins, and special guest host, Jared Mays. Utini! Hello, everyone! Let's see if this works here. Welcome to the Living Force. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk about some standalone novels is a full crew, because we here are a UT Network podcast all about Star Wars books and sometimes comics and sometimes legends. little hint for y'all there. Uh, joining me tonight to talk about all these things are some wonderful fellows, including the Doctor, the Corey. The pool hat wearing Helton. Pool hat wearing. Somebody <laughs> sent me this. I don't know the story, but I was instructed that I was required to wear it on the show tonight. And I got to say, it feels pretty weird wearing a hat with my face on it. But there it is. And on the back, look at this. On the back, it says, "This is my pool hat." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we're going to talk about that just a little bit. For those of you in the Patreon community, I hope you remember this reference. If you don't, go ahead and check out our I Jedi uh, event from a couple months ago. Oh, but besides that, of course, we have the pool hat. If it were a man, Wes Jenkins. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good intro. Uh, I, like I do hat. like the pool, <laughs> and I wear hats. Sometimes I wear hats in the pool, but nothing like what Corey has. Mm. Um, glad to be here because it's been a hell of a week already, and it's only Monday. <laughs> oh, isn't that the best time? Speaking of a uh, hell of a week, and speaking of only Monday, we have our final host. One of the hosts of Legends Look Back, the man, the myth, the legends, legend himself, Jared Mays. Hey, man. What's up, uh, guys? It's Charles Hankel here. And, uh, you know, I just love, like, the <laughs> South Carolina Gamecocks and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, doctory things like stethoscopes and CPR. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. It's like he never left. That was, that was incredible. <laughs> I'm glad you finally uh, grew a beard, Charles. It looks good. I know. I thought I'd step it up this week. <laughs> you look phenomenal we're so glad you're here our very own dr charles hankel is in the chat right now uh who does claim that he lost a game of musical chairs to jared <laughs> so he is in the corner waiting for his next turn next week um we love you buddy hope you're having a good night doing doctor things like cpr as jared said um if you're watching us live hello we hope that you are enjoying it so far go ahead and like this video subscribe to the channel to make sure that you get all of our info as it goes on and if you're listening in your podcast catcher of choice, is it podcast catcher? Is that what they're called? I think so. Sounds, podcast sounds platforms. Good. Yeah. Uh, we hope that you are subscribed to the show. Go ahead, leave a review wherever you can. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to Legends Look Back so you get more Jared content. Don't That's... we all want it all the time? couple announcements that we want to get through. Uh, reminder, tomorrow, as of live recording, is March 1st, which means a mission to disaster. Right here, the junior reader or the middle grade novel of Wave 3 of the High Republic is finally coming out physically. The audiobook has been out since January, and the e-reader version has been out since January, but the supply chain finally caught up, 
make sure that you go ahead and pick that up tomorrow and keep an eye out at Utini where our reviews will be coming up, of course. Uh, written review will be up. I believe we have a video coming as well. So go ahead, make sure you turn into tune in to Utini.com tomorrow to find out what we thought about Mission to Disaster. Now, Corey, you are wearing a pool hat. And for those of you that do not know, this joke was originated <laughs> when and why. Please fill, out, fill some folks in before I tell you why you're wearing it. Uh, well, my dogs are currently going crazy, so hopefully they will not uh, they'll behave long enough for me to explain the pool hat <laughs> story. So a while back, lovely Utini history, we had a uh, Patreon event in which uh, I got very, very intoxicated in Red Eye Jedi. And uh, as part of that experience... Um, I apparently, in my drunken rage, uh, found <laughs> a whole bunch of rage. a whole bunch of hats to wear in my house because apparently I had a whole bunch of hats, and uh, I had the straw hat that I wore a lot, and everyone called it. I mean, I called it my pool hat. Cause that's what I call it. That's what it is. It's my pool hat. I exclusively wear it to go to the pool. And, and you said uh, it very emphatically. <clears throat> yeah, it's my pool hat. <laughs> my pool hat so, so apparently yeah. i have a new pool hat and only eric knows so tell us the tale of the pool hat eric. all right so a couple weeks ago i get a slack message from our very own illustrious designer jose who says eric i need Corey's address that's all i got and i'm like okay <laughs> why because i'm i'm your friend Corey. i will ask why before i give out your address i appreciate um, that i appreciate that <clears throat> and then he said Nothing, but sent me a picture of a mock-up of this very pool hat and said, Teespring has pool hats now. I need Corey's address. <laughs> so then I immediately gave it to him, and he custom-made this double-sided pool hat with Corey's face and the lines, this is my pool hat, on the back. Show it so this is off. a one-of-a-kind, this is my pool hat, pool hat. Corey, thank you for wearing it. Our patrons got to see it earlier this week. And if you want your own... I don't know. If we get enough people to tell us that they, that you want them, <laughs> we'll make them. I can't don't imagine buy, no. you do. Don't, need, don't use your hard-earned money Listen. to buy this thing. Please, God. Everybody, everybody get a good look. He has a black Star Wars t-shirt and pair of headphones, and then you have the pool hat on top. So that is what everybody's going to cosplay at Celebration this year. We're going to have... <laughs> 15, 15 to 20 Corys with the <laughs> with the headphones and the pool hat and the black Star Wars shirt. <laughs> please, please, if you, we're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. If you dress as me at this party, I swear to God, I'll buy you a beer. Maybe all the yeah. beers, depending how much beer All the beer, beer. No, for the night. There you uh, go. beer? You heard it here oh, first, no. folks. <laughs> I won't be a doctor yet, so. Well, I am a doctor now, you know. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Instead of using your money on that, we have another thing you can use your money on. This is a nice little plug. Uh, we wanted to plug a new fundraiser that just started today that we're very happy to support and be a part of. It's called the Amadala Initiative. Uh, it's a GoFundMe to support Equality Texas, and it was organized by us and 77 other Star Wars creators on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Uh, I want to plug especially Chase over at Serving Pink Milk and That Gay Jedi uh, for bringing us in and telling us about this. This is a GoFundMe initiative uh, from the Star Wars community to help out Equality Texas, specifically to help out uh, trans youth in Texas. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, rough legislation over there that's harming a lot of kids uh, in that community, and this is our way of saying we love you, and we want to help them out as best we can. There's a link in the doobly-doo down below where you can find more info about the GoFundMe and all the creators that are helping out. A lot of amazing folks from Star Wars Explained to Sky Talkers to Pink Milk to a ton of other amazing folks in this space. 
So if you do have a couple of bucks and you want to help out, go ahead, click that link. Uh, give the price of a pool hat. If you so choose to help out those kids over in Texas, um, and if you can't, that's totally understandable. Go ahead and share that on all your social media as well. Um, again, it's the Amadala Initiative, and they are at Amadala Helps over on Twitter. Uh, link again is in the description. Thank you all in advance for your support for this awesome freaking cause. All right, another cause that's slightly less reputable but still very cool is our Patreon community over at Patreon.com/utini. We want to say a Enormous thank you to all of you for supporting us, making all these things possible, including all the tech we have on this show and Legends Look Back. Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, did our Rogue One commentary publish? I, I saw it in ClickUp, but I'm not sure no, if it, it published has, yet. It has not published yet. It's on my list to edit, but I went on a surprise camping trip to Cumberland Gap this past weekend, and uh, I did not get that edited. So it's on my that list for this week. That was so. not paid for by Patreon money. Or was I think. it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Has Corey been laundering money from the Utini accounts? That is the question. That is the, <laughs> the question. The answer is no, just to be clear. But, uh, yeah, I got to edit it. I do have to edit it. It's on my list this week. I promise. I'm going to do Eric, it. Eric, I've got to do it. We've got a Patreon project I want to plug. Is now <gasps> do the time. it. Uh, yes, it is. See, behind me, I've got my 12-foot-long photo mural of my uh, Yavin base that I've been building. We've been chronicling the build of my new uh, you know, YouTube studio for Legends Look Back. And um, pay, uh, who's been helping me on this? Nathan, there we go. Nathan has been editing for me. Uh, love you, buddy. And uh, I'm, we've got episode three or four coming out this Friday on uh, Patreon for our $10 and up patrons. This time around, spoiler alert, nothing but Funko Pops. Just lots yes! of Funkos. Yes! <laughs> Excellent! That has been a really, really super fun series. Uh, if you haven't been following it and you're a patron, guess what? You got a ton of stuff waiting for you right now as Jared transforms the Star Wars room. Because you used to have a very, very impressive Star Wars room, Jared, but by the time this is done, this is going to dwarf it uh, pretty impressively. Yeah, it was my pandemic project. I took a jigsaw to my friggin' wall and built <laughs> built in bookshelves. And Well, my wife was really skeptical, but it turned out it turned out great, but uh, this time around we've got a whole room in the house, you know, reserved specifically for my, you know, Star Wars studio, and it's been a ton of fun trying to make it like the, uh, like the the Rebel base uh, from Yavin Four. Yeah, uh, I love that backdrop. I love it. Uh, it's so you. cool. It is so awesome. And hey, if any of you were waiting for a sign that should I, should I take a jigsaw to my wall and make a Star Wars room? <laughs> this is it. This is it. This- and this um, is the time Charlie comes in the room and is like, never! <laughs> no, I bought puck lights. That's all I'm allowed to do. Uh, amazing. Head over to patreon.com slash if you want to hang out uh, over there. Get those videos. Get some commentaries. Get a lot of great stuff. And as Stephanie said, go pledge Patreon just to hear about Jared's grandma's reaction. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of great stuff over there. So stay tuned for more parts of that project. So this week's Star Wars Weekly Roundup, a couple things. Last week, we were very sneaky, sneaky, and plugged that we had a big announcement the day after the show released, and so we did. It's been a week. If you haven't been to utini.com in the last week or followed any of our social media, that's fine. You live your life. But we were very fortunate to have a huge milestone day in which we published our first ever exclusive audio excerpt on utini.com. <laughs> What a day, guys! <laughs> that, that was awesome. Was, Go ahead, Corey. A wild day. I was going to say, that was just a wild day. This is what we were teasing last week on the show. We said we had a huge thing that was happening, and uh, this was really fun. It was really big. We finally were able to do something exclusive like this. 
and uh, it was it was cool. We got a lot of really cool feedback from the community, and um, EK Johnson was really kind enough to uh, retweet some stuff and share some yep. stuff, and so Catherine was Catherine Tabor. Tabor. Retweeted. Yeah, yeah Catherine Pat Tabor. herself. Yeah, she actually went out of her way to actually share the the link to the page itself, which was even a big a step above even retweeting. So it was cool. It was cool. It was a really really cool moment in Utini history to to get access to a, an exclusive excerpt like that. And I hope this is not the only time. You know, I think we we really try to go above and beyond uh, as a company to try to really push that out. I mean, it was on socials, it was on Insta Story, it was literally everywhere. I mean, we we went really above and beyond. So. Um, I was stoked. I was stoked to get that out, and I'm yeah. still pretty, pretty giddy over the fact that we did this. So, pretty it's wild. Exciting. It's been we've taken some huge strides in like a matter of months. Six months, I know, right? Man, yeah. Crazy. So, it, I can't wait to to see. You know, I mean, do we take leaps next? Are there leaps? Yeah. Are there Maybe bounds? bounds? There's I mean, bounds. Absolutely. I was I was out of town. <laughs> did a funeral two two and a half hours away last Tuesday. So just you know, one of those days, right? And yeah. I just spent the entire trip just smiling ear to ear on the way to and from this funeral, knowing that it was a Queen's Hope excerpt day. I, yeah. uh, with every gas station I stopped at, pulled out my phone and was just scrolling through the messages of yeah. uh, everybody's excitement on the team and on the internet. Uh, that celebrities, you know, got yeah. in on the hype. I mean, it was just a <laughs> oh, good day to be in Utini. Yeah, I appreciate your your being responsible, Jared, and not actually looking while you're driving. Yeah, yeah you stop totally. Uh-huh. At the gas yeah, station. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you haven't checked it out, folks, if you go to Eugenie.com as we're recording, it's a big banner article at the top of the homepage. Um, definitely. I mean, the chapter itself is great. Uh, the chapter in its written form was published last week, last year, over in Gizmodo. But Catherine Tabor, who voiced Padme in the Clone Wars is doing the audiobook again, and that audio is right in there. Listen to that. Get that pre-order in, because that's coming in a month. Because Star Wars books get published all the time. So, <laughs> very excited for that. And again, thank you to Lissa over at Disney Lucasfilm, who has always been an absolute champ of publicity, despite having more emails, I think, than any human in the world. Uh, we thank you for working with us, and we can't wait for the next one. Another thing we got this week. There's a cool little book coming out. From Kirsten White, featuring one of our favorite Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's called Padawan. And on this week in Star Wars, we got a reveal of the cover from Charlie Bowater. <gasps> Look at that Phantom Menace boy. Oh, where's Charles? <laughs> his eyes. He's got some sultry eyes right here. That's all yeah. I say. <laughs> that, that's a very good like adaptation of... Of Ewan McGregor, yeah, it's it, clever. It looks just like him. Yeah, it's really yeah. clever. He looks really, he looks really young. Maybe I should back backtrack my sultry eyes <laughs> comment because he's probably a minor in this image. Now that I'm thinking about it, why would that matter? <laughs> just how old is just he? Kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just um, kidding. You know, he's he looks very uh, normal mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as, as, oh. as children. What a, what a normal do. picture. Hold on, guys. It's like a handsome boy. He's got a message from Charles. He says, "R.I.P." Yep. <laughs> this, this kills Charles. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this. I think that um, there have been some covers that have come out this year that we haven't been as excited about that feature Obi Wan Kenobi. So it's really nice that this one is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's cool. clever. It's clever artwork. It's really fun. I'm I'm excited to get this uh, like a, a book about young Obi Wan. I mean, like we got a little yeah. bit of him in Master and Apprentice, which is really fun. So I'm excited. It's a it's a really cool project. Yeah, and there's Kirsten... an eyeball on the right there. Is that a Dianoga? What oh. do you think that is? Uh, well, I don't know what that is. I was trying to see if there was any kind of like <clears throat> any kind of special characters or something we're not going to see like 
I mean, that's the only thing besides plants, like palm, <laughs> like palm leaves. What about palm leaves in Star Wars? Tell me about them. I like it. <laughs> is, I'm in favor. Kirsten White, is uh, this their first Star Wars book? I believe, if I remember correctly, she's one of the, uh, from a certain point of view, authors. Um, okay. I forget which one she did. I think in Empire. Yeah, uh, there's 40 of them. I can't keep them all straight. Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> also, the best audition that I think any publishing company has ever made, those books. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, we need 40 submissions. <laughs> let's, let's see I love those got. books. I yeah, love them. Too. They're so fun. Yeah, super cool. Speaking of other projects that are really cool and that are actually over, we wanted to send out a congratulations to Daniel Jose Older and Harvey Tolabau on The Higher Public Adventures. This run ended... Last week, uh, in this current iteration at least, and it was re- truly, truly a spectacular, I think, story overall. The online community really responded well to the last issue. Um, if you've been reading that and also read Men at Horizon, there was a lot of crossover, and I just thought it ended super well. Uh, I know that us on the show, I read, I read the comics as they come out weekly. I know some of us trade weight. I know some of us haven't dived in. High Republic Adventures yet, Jared? I actually want to ask you: Have you are you a High Republic Adventures dude at all? Have you have you read these guys? Are you waiting on them? One of the best kept secrets about me, other than the fact that my mom used to be a professional clown, is the <laughs> fact that I yeah, it's another story for another <laughs> let's day. Just, let's just blow right past that. <laughs> One of the best kept secrets about me is I actually am totally caught up on all things canon, every last canon book, every last canon comic. So yeah, yeah these are fantastic. And they are absolutely some of like most underrated, fly under the radar kind of stories in all of Star Wars right now. I completely agree, and especially I mean, DJO did obviously a great job with the characters. I mean, Lula and Zine especially are two of my favorites. But I mean, Harvey Tolabau is a rock star as an artist. I mean, the art in High Republic Adventures. I'm not the biggest Star Wars Adventures fan. I think sometimes the art doesn't quite do it for me. But the detail in this series has just been amazing. There's an so, image of Buckets of Blood that I won't spoil, but let's just say <laughs> he makes naked palps proud. We'll just say that much. Yes, he <laughs> does. I, You're right. You can't say anything more because it, it, it's a moment you have to experience um, within that final issue. Uh, so well done, DJO. Well done, Harvey. Can't wait. If you, if you are waiting for it, it'll be collected later this year in a trade paperback like Volume 1, uh, then Volume 2 and Volume 3, so... Can't wait for the graphic novel over at Dark Horse. Now, fellas, last thing in our little news segment, there was something that got released this week, and it wasn't a project, but rather it was a few articles. It was an embargo, uh, because coming soon to Disney World Resort is the Halcyon Star Cruiser hotel experience thing. And (laughs) it's probably better than that. The Galactic Star Cruiser is how we all saw it. And last week, um, a bunch of media professionals, not us yet, yet, ericutini.com. Anybody um, can uh, make that happen to be uh, real nice. Just, uh, you know. It'd be great. The next, the next giant hotel that gets built, let us know. But uh, <laughs> a lot of media folks, whether it be TikTok, Twitter, uh, Nerdist, IGN, a lot of people went and submitted reviews for what the Halcyon is. Now, fellas, how, what, what do you guys know of the Halcyon before we get into what these reviews said? I, were you looking forward to it? Were you on the outskirts? Is this kind of a new <laughs> thing? Isn't Halcyon the name of Corrin Horan's grandfather? 
Nope, that is not true. Uh, anyway, I've been uh, I've been pretty interested <laughs> Wait, in. Is. Yeah. Why <laughs> it is. would you? It is. It is. It yeah, is. that is definitely true. It is wow. his like that's his Jedi grandfather, right? Incredible. <laughs> yeah, which I brought. I mean, I think uh, I think I remember thinking that early on, like when they announced you must the name. Have it. Even if you like, didn't it's say gotta it, you be. Said it. It's gotta be a throwback, right? Of course. Yeah, it is. yeah. Like there's no the way that was it's not. It's a ship that's named Halcyon. It's gotta be named after him for sure. That just yeah, occurred to me. Sure. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, good pull. Uh, yeah, I, I, I followed no the I followed that production a little bit, not like super strongly or anything, but like I thought it sounded like a really cool project that you get this fully immersive hotel experience. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that was obviously before we knew much more about like what the experience looked like, and the cost is pretty out there, which I think we have to talk about a little bit momentarily. Mm-hmm. It's high. Um, it's very it's, high. It's very high. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, I. It's, it's, it's interesting because, as you said, Corey, it's a two-day full immersive experience. And now that all the pictures and videos are out, you are essentially – thank you, Wes, for putting up this article here. You go and live in this hotel that's, that is the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Uh, it's been shown already in the High Republic. Uh, there's a Halcyon Legacy comic that's coming out in different eras. And you are basically in a Star Wars story for 48 hours. And there are things that you get on this little data pad with missions – that you can undertake. There's little like side quests that you can do. Um, all the rooms are are made to look like you're on a ship. Like the windows are are screens that show hyperspace. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. And I thought it was interesting because, as Corey said, the price is a thing for two people. I believe for two nights it's just south of five thousand dollars, and for a family of four, I believe it goes to over six thousand for two nights, uh, two days and nights. So, Utini is a volunteer organization. (laughs) (laughs) um, This isn't putting us on the Halcyon. But I got to say, the the pictures were cool. I mean, I think the the performers all did a great job. Some of the, um, like, events were were recorded. Like, Blind Fates in the chat says some YouTubers have, like, almost the entire thing recorded. You can Mm, look at videos. School lunches, yes. Yep, yep, school lunches. (laughs) It's like it's like a was it Firefest Firefest food or a little bit? Oh better. my god! It's a little slightly better than Firefest. Oh my god! Yeah. Firefest. I Listen, I, I, do, I do have to I do have to say that like like I have seen a little bit of the coverage. I haven't I haven't gone out of my way to look look a, a ton into it, but I have seen Ooh. a lot of these photos. I've seen on Instagram. Um, people sharing their their sort of experiences and stuff, and I have I have sort of odd feelings about this to be honest. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it's I think it's a really really cool idea. I think in and of itself the idea is pretty dang genius. Of like fully immersive. There's no windows. It's all like screens. Like as if you're in space. Like that's pretty rad. But like, yep. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is sort of meant to be paired with Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah. Like you you, you go to Batu, so. quote unquote. Like one of the things you do is you go to the planet Batu on the thing, and you go to the park for like part of it. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is which is interesting because. Five grand for a Disney hotel, because that is kind of what it is in a lot of ways, is pretty dang outrageous. You know, Disney already mm-hmm. has all those major resorts, the Polynesian and mm-hmm. the, what is the Disney Grand Please name hotel them all right now, Corey. Please I, all of them. I can't name any more. I think that's all I know. Is there any more? Look at what the Chiss officer. Like There's a couple more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I want to know if this is it. If, if this is, like, the final version that they're not going to change anything else, and this is what you get if you sign up right now, right? I mean, yeah. because I'm not personally, you know, I'm a physician. You know, I can throw doctor money at this and go go to this if I want to, right, down the road. Uh, but 
I don't know if that you I go drop. to this, Corey, and don't pay for my celebration flight, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> uh, let me get this straight. You want me to personally pay yeah. for your celebration flight I'm a, while I'm in residency? Okay, I don't like it when oh, mom no, no, and dad no, no. fight. When you I don't like it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk about okay. this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Because, like, I mean, five grand, guys, that's a, yeah. that's a, a lot, lot of money. Lot of money. That's a lot of money. All right, guys. I just auctioned off my kidney on eBay, so I might have a ticket. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point, and I think it'll be interesting to see this next year of like when people are actually going and, and paying fully and yeah. to see if mm-hmm. Disney adjust pricing. I will say here on the show, if you go, any anyone that's watching or listening, go. There are wine goblets from Solo Star Wars Story. <laughs> doing it. Hit me up in Discord. Oh I God. want them, and I will ask Eric for them. Has not shut up about this for like the last two years. Like, please buy him these wine goblets so we can stop talking about it. It's so excessive. <laughs> it's just it's been the searching though. for years. Yeah. Seriously, you and Charlie have been looking for those forever since yeah. Solo came out. Basically, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. finally made them. So ultimately, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I'm very mm-hmm. interested. Uh, Pretty much, to see what I, I will say. I will say that. It seems like we're not the only ones that have had this sort of gut reaction to this. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I read a single review anywhere that didn't sort of balk at the pricing. Pretty much every single yeah. person, even with all the really awesome positive stuff they said about the cool stuff that they did, like talked about this is insane, and I'm glad I'm here on a media pass because I'm never going to be able to afford to do this ever again. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> which is a little little sad to me, you know, because yeah. Star Wars is supposed to be a multi generational family experience in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and with a price tag that high. I don't know, man. That that pretty much makes it a rich people game, which is yeah. kind of crappy. But I just like know. to think that they're listening to feedback and yeah, you know, yeah. we'll we adjust were, pricing. Yeah. But but two, I mean, going to Galaxy's Edge is absolutely one of, if not the most immersive yeah. Star Wars experience you can have. So everybody says, yeah, and so. And it's a Disney. It's a, a, it's a Disney Magic Kingdom ticket, right? Like it's not even. It's not even like its own thing. You don't have to pay two grand to go to Batuu, right? Like, right, so, right. You know. It's it's uh, accessible. It's still it's still not cheap, and that's like you know yeah. two hundred and fifty dollars. Still yeah. Disney, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but you will leaving Batuu. You will you will lose all your money. <laughs> you will somewhere somewhere uh, about five thousand dollars after leaving Batuu. And you'll come out in uh, in rags because not because you bought them there because you have nothing left. I know. Eric, please, have nothing if left. you're going to if you're going to Galaxy <laughs> Edge, Eric, before celebration, please budget for the sake of all of us. I don't want to have to buy your prepaid, dinner for the entire celebration. I have a prepaid savings. gift card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. we're we're never going to retire in our generation. Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> Overall, though, we'll see what happens with it. Ultimately, it's also cool that the Halcyon is popping up in popular media. Um, like the comic series, as we said, it's showing up at the higher public. Like, if nothing else, it's fun that they are further incorporating tangible things and stuff that's in the shows and the books and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But if you don't have five thousand dollars, but you have I don't know fifteen bucks, you can head over to utini.com and the release schedule, and you can get the pre-orders in. Because as we said, tomorrow the High Republic Mission to Disaster comes out physically on the fifteenth. The script book of the High Republic Tempest Runner comes out, and Queen's Hope, which features the audio from the Utini exclusive excerpt, comes out on April 5th, as well as four Essential Legends Collection books. Uh, Jared, are you very excited for the next wave of the Essential oh, Legends Oh, I didn't realize it was that soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to have a new Kenobi cover. Uh, that, what's the other one? Plagueis? Mm-hmm. Other ones? Another Bane? That's, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, another oh, man. Bane. Whew. Yeah, it's going to be great. Get those pre-orders in. 
Uh, because when they come out, you want something to read. We know you do. Before we get into our next bit, actually, I want to say, do you want to, to plug what's coming up? Uh, Legends Look Back this coming Thursday night. What can people look forward to? Oh, yeah. I made the schedule at midnight last night for the next hey! quarter of shows. So Woo-hoo! see if I can remember all <laughs> ten that I just planned out. Okay. Uh, no, let's start with this week. And we are doing the dopest spaceships in Star Wars Legends. That's right. The dopest spaceships. Oh and I, it was Rick's idea. And so today I asked the team. I was like, all right, guys, uh, what are the dopest spaceships? And Rick and Freddy... They went at it. They just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I've got so many in the show notes. I was, I immediately had to say, I rescind this question. I regret asking this. Please shut up. It, it's going to be a wild ride. That's awesome. Can't wait. Thursday night, tune in uh, to find out if your favorite dopest spaceship made the list. Because who's to say? <laughs> but now we have a little bit of a different list, everyone. We are here tonight to talk about standalone novels. Because we love our series... In Star Wars, we love things like the High Republic. We love things like the Bane Trilogy. These are all wonderful things because you get to follow these characters through a bunch of books. But, guys, what is it about standalone novels or one-offs that are, are just are just a nice change of pace from now and then? Why do we like them in Star Wars specifically? I feel like the standalone novels are like a little bit less of a commitment. I mean, personally, like he feels like the mm-hmm. stakes are not quite so high. Like, uh, I can just read it and enjoy it and like it. And, you know, it's not like, like take the Thrawn books, for example. I mean, we have a trilogy of Thrawn books. Like when you're reading the second Thrawn book, it has, it's a little hard for me to kind of like step back and be like, what if it's not as good as the first one? Or how is it going to link to the third one? Like it, it kind of feels, I don't know. It has a, like a weird bias to it in a way. So standalone books are, they lack that, right? I mean, it's just kind of one and done and you're here for the ride and uh, that's fun. It's fun. And you know, they have a strong history in Canon too, right? Because like, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Pretty much everything in the early years of Canon stuff was standalone, right? Like exclusively. They were like, we don't know what's going to work now. So you want a Canon book? Hey, Turk, and he's fun. Like it was just kind of like exactly one-offs here and there. I love that idea. So if you're afraid of commitment and you have commitment issues, it's great for you. Good. Love it. All right. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy how they, they kind of get to the point. Um, mm. they, they, get, they give you the story. They don't do a lot of character development um, because I've, I've noticed in some of the trilogies or even a uh, nanodecology. That's a 19 book series. Yes! Um, that they <laughs> that they uh, this rolls off the top. They develop the characters um, quite a bit in those in in those uh, in those books, and then um, the I guess the story or the plot line comes about towards the end. And I like it when they kind of get to the point. And I and a couple of my uh, my picks here got to the point real quick and left <laughs> a little uh, left a, left a little. Um, Easter egg at the very end that uh, Legends Look Back went over last week. So, uh, oh yeah, the big the time that we pulled the West these. and spoiled it for everybody. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Pulled a West. I like that. I, I would say for uh, me, right. it's the ability to <laughs> hand a book off to somebody and say, "Here, read this." And there's no baggage. Mm-hmm. That's true. And while yeah. don't get me wrong, while I enjoy rattling off the list of the 15 <clears> books <throat> that you should read if you want to read the 19 book, what you call it, Nano Dreka. It's a nanodecology. Nanodecology. <laughs> yeah, you know, the nanodecology. <laughs> you know, My mom taught me that when I was six. I love being able to say, here's all the books that you need to read after Return of the Jedi if you want to dive into New Jedi Order, Legacy of the Force, Fate of the Jedi. But sometimes it's nice to just be like, 
this is the Star Wars book for you. No baggage yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Or, or as Charles would say in the chat, the Noblo Technologies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love, yeah, there, it's accessibility and ease, I think, is a thing. Like we, like you said, Jared, we do podcasts about this stuff because we love it. We love going deep. We love really finding out what you got to know. And, and we have guides on, on utini.com to make it easier for people to get into those. Yeah, we do. But sometimes you're right. You're having friends over. If you're like us, a friend's over, you're having a beer, and you're like, hey, you got a Star Wars book? And you can just, bam, <laughs> there it is. So in honor of that, we're going to go around. We got some of our favorites. And in the chat, tell us if you like these. Tell us if you got other ideas. But Jared, as our guest for the evening, why don't you start us off? What is a great standalone novel? Oh, good. I get to pick uh, the one that Wes and Corey were arguing over pre-show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I didn't pick it because I knew somebody would. This is a segment I would like to hijack in the name of Legends oh. Look Back and dub Oops All Legends. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All of my picks are exclusively Legends. And Wonderful. I'm not sorry, because I think, if I'm not wrong, Corey's picks are all canon, so perfectly balanced, because all things should be. <laughs> this is one of my newest Legends hardcovers. I get to show it off live on the show. Look at how these hey colors now. pop. Oh. This is, for our audio-only listeners, Yoda Dark Rendezvous by someone, Sean Stewart. And it, this is one of these Legends books that sat on my shelf, and I was like, well, Yoda, Dooku on the cover? I don't know. I got, I'm invested in my deep... You know, super long nano decologies. When am I ever going to read this you know, <laughs> random standalone Clone Wars novel? And oh my goodness, if it isn't one of the best Legends books ever. It's like, Whoa. it's kind of like a, a horror, spooky, like a goosebumpsy kind of silly, spooky book where Dooku's got this castle with on a planet Vajun with like living vines, like pre drink gear, but like mm. meaner. <laughs> anyway, I like that. It gets into the the backstory between Yoda and Dooku prior to Dooku becoming a Sith Lord. So kind of that mm. Dooku Jedi lost territory, but Legends. I'm trying to think yeah. what year this was. This was before the Clone Wars. Whoa, mine is signed. Oh my goodness, just opened this You're up this... for the first time. <laughs> no, it's not. Here we go. Signed? Oh yeah, <laughs> not by the author though. Don't worry. It says. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what does it say? <laughs> to my beloved it says i can do this i can do this to mitchell with all our love grandma and grandpa 2005 <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's so good wait, wait. wow you stick to some child's book mitchell dude that and you donated it whatever you did with mitchell. this book mitchell, oh man it's a crime also we would love to have grandma and grandpa and legends look back Offer yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, Grandma and Grandpa gave Yoda Dark Rendezvous. <laughs> yeah, what a like, choice. Good choice. <laughs> which is also great because, I mean, Yoda is, a, is one of those characters that shows up, like, in the ancillary parts of a lot of books, right? We don't we don't really get a lot of Yoda-focused stuff. Like, that Clone no. Wars arc was so big because it was a Yoda arc. This might be the only Star Wars mm. book with Yoda in the title. A sweeping declaration. I'm saying it right that's here. that's right, yeah. Boom. That's right. Boom. It's no idea. canon now. <laughs> I mean, Legends, can, you know, you get it. <laughs> it's um, a good one. Y'all read this one? That, 
I have not read this one. My, I don't I think so. I, I might have. I mean, it, there was my. It, it may have been in my my pirated Kindle phase. You know, it may <laughs> right. have been on, in those books, but I don't. Uh, I don't remember that one. I mean, what you're describing sounds a little out there. I feel like I would remember that. Like I read. I remember reading the the Mace Windu book. Um, you know, on yeah, there, but that would make an impression. Point. Shatterpoint. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Mitchell's grandparents, if you're listening, I would love a hardcover copy of Yet a Dark Rendezvous, so hit me up in Discord. (laughs) Um, Excellent choice. Excellent choice starts off, Jared. Corey, we go from Legends. Let's jump into Canon with one of your picks. What do you got? Uh, I am going to do something dramatic here, something that's never before seen on The Living Force, and... Uh you know, we got some feedback a while back on uh, on YouTube, actually. I'm not sure if you guys knew about this. Uh, we got some feedback on YouTube saying that I tend to, you know, I think the word is shit on a particular <laughs> book oh, no. very, Wait, very no. hard. No. <laughs> I want to talk about iJedi. For oh, real. my God. Uh, oh, no. I had it pulled out. I was going to use it as a gag at the end of the episode. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I think Are it's you talking about it? Yeah, right. I think it's time to finally discuss I Jedi from a a non completely shit on way. All right, now there's a long history with this book right. on this show. All right, I had a little bit too much to drink in the early Utini days on May fourth. We had a watch party with just kind of the company before we had live streams and all that kind of stuff, and we watched. Uh, I think we watched episode four. I'm pretty sure. I think that's right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, in my drunken rage, which I've now referenced twice on this show. I, I'm not an alcoholic, promise. But I guess that's probably what alcoholics <laughs> say. In my drunken rage, I had a lot of negative things to say about I Jedi and Michael Stackpole. Not really Michael Stackpole. That's not fair. Mostly I Jedi and the character Cornhorn, dramatically. And uh, it's kind of been a running joke on the show that I hate this book. And like, it's not. It's not really entirely true. It's mostly a joke, right? That that I hate mm-hmm. this book. And like proof that it's mostly a joke. It should be that this is in like tier three, I believe, in the Utini reading order, which is. Not not the lowest tier, actually. The lowest tier That's is right. you should skip. And this book is actually 6.6. It's pretty low. What like, a nice as, thing to say about this book. Scoring goes. It's very nice. <laughs> it's not in the it's lowest not in the worst. tier. It's not in the lowest <laughs> tier. It's not in the lowest tier. But the one, the one really big positive thing I will say about it is it has a 7.6 in originality, which is – that's pretty average middle yeah. like for, for – Four books, and uh, there are some redeeming qualities about the book, right? I mean, it's a very technical book. If you're a big fan of Alexander Freed right, and his sort of technical writing about uh, ships and like lightsabers and like fighting and like the really technical nitty gritty where they describe every single detail of how space combat is occurring, like I think that might be a good choice for you, to be honest. Uh, you oh know, the gosh. book took some it took some big risk, right? It's the only first person Star Wars novel that's ever been written. Um, I think Legends. I'm pretty sure it is. The only Legends one. There's one in canon. There's been some recent short stories that do too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've seen this that. Is, is, is the it was the first the Luke Skywalker book? Uh, what's the the heir to the heir to the Jedi? Is heir to the first Jedi as well. Yeah, I think it might yes. be. <clears throat> That one is in our Do Not Read category, so I hope not. Yes, it is. Hope that one, <laughs> yeah. All I, I have to say about it is, choice. yes, it's also a first person. Noodle gang. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Michael Stackpole is 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 really brilliant, I think, like, to be honest. Like, like the technical – there's, like, a four-page description that you guys tried to force me to read while I was very, very drunk. I was, like, 14 shots <laughs> in Yeah, that was that my point. fault. Thank you. You were, yes. right, you were drinking room-temperature tequila. You're just pouring – 
I know. Warm shots of tequila. Like, try, you were trying. You were trying to get drunk. You was, just, yeah, all right. I know I was. That was, that was the point it. of the Patreon event. Several <laughs> Patreon months events. ago, last year, we did a Patreon event. We tried to make it fun. And we did a Patreon kind of like request. And people wanted me to do a live reading of iJedi. So I turned it into a drinking game, which is probably a mistake because I was wasted. Like, very close to blackout drunk. Probably don't do what your doctors do. Like that was really bad. <laughs> so the problem uh, here but, is not the book. It's Corey. That's right. That is that is correct. We're that finding. is correct. And anyway, so towards towards the end when I could barely even see straight, Jared apparently I didn't know it was you until just now. So thank you for that, Jared. You jackass. Uh, pretty towards the end of the event when I was very very intoxicated, Jared had me read the description of how he builds his lightsaber. Like in the book, and it is the most technical, insane shit that I've ever read in my whole life. It's like three pages long, and it's just about parts. And like this tiny little metal <laughs> part is from the the tip of a X-wing, you know, I don't know, alternator. Like it's ridiculous. Like it's just like all the parts are just from all these different places, and it's very technical. And yes, the book is a little problematic, right? Cornhorn is you know a little bit sexist, a little bit racist in the, in the early parts of the book, especially. It's very chauvinistic. But it is. He's very chauvinistic, but I've heard a lot of people say that I Jedi was the first Star Wars book they read because it fits, right? It's got a Jedi on the front. He's holding a lightsaber. It's not Luke. It's a clever title. It seems interesting, right? Like, I've heard a lot of people say that it was the first Star Wars book, and I don't want to take away from that, right? I think that uh, anybody's wow. anybody's first book is always special to folks, and, uh, you know, this is my... My uh, uh, sort of apology to the community, in a way, for being so mean about it for all this time, which is mostly oh. a joke, to be clear. I never thought so. I'd live to see the, the day. The iJedi apology tour. <laughs> yes. My mm-hmm. gosh. That's correct. Um, it's an important it only took part, a couple of years, Jerry. It's an important part of Corrin Horn's like, overall trajectory. And he's one of the most yeah. well-developed characters in all of Legends. And this is, this is. a big part of that. You can't skip it. And wow. You know, you know, Jared, actually, speaking of Legends and Corrin Horn as a character, I sort of started to think about maybe start stopping being so negative about the jokes and stuff about I Jedi. When I went back and listened to the new X-Wing book, right? yeah. when they were releasing the essential legends collection, because Mark Thompson does the audio book for, you know, the first X-Wing book and Cornhorn's a major character in the book. And he's kind of a normal guy throughout the whole book, right? He's not like a hateable character in any dude. way, shape or form. He's just a normal dude. And like, uh, Oh no, he's he a fine is. Character. He's hateable. He is. <laughs> okay. He is hateable. I remember I, now that I'm remembering that there's a couple of scenes, but he's still problematic. He's a problematic character. Okay. But that's kind yeah. of his thing. You he contains multitudes. Like, it's on purpose. He's like Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Yes. <laughs> it's so it's so that he can progress. That's right. That that's right. There you that's go. That's not fair. Wow. Um All right. Wes. Tom Cruise the Scientologist from Top Gun. <laughs> yes. All right. To be clear. Um try to follow that, Wes. What book do you have? <laughs> okay. Standalone book. Um I'm gonna I'm going to keep preaching this every time I pull out a book. That uh, came from my early days of reading Star Wars because I got it from the Utini book boxes that may or may not be coming back. That's um, not West, true. Stop no. telling people that. We're <laughs> never doing that ever again. I heard they were coming back. That's not even. No, <laughs> no, no absolutely not. If the Utini book boxes are coming back, somebody else is packing them in their damn apartment this time. <laughs> we, can, wow. we, can figure, we can figure out a thing. Don't worry about it. All right, so I got sent. <laughs> I, uh, I got sent a book that uh, I would probably have never have purchased on my own, but I'm really glad I did. That was the whole reason that the Utini book boxes are great. You didn't really know what you were going to get. I Shut mean, up. what a plug, Shut right? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Scoundrels by Timothy awesome. Zahn. Um, good, this is good. a. 
definite standalone uh, novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is your Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen uh, heist book where Han assembles a team and kind of the background on this is they had a um, there was a uh, Han had his, his reward stolen from him basically after um, I think it was Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to pay back Jabba the Hutt somehow and he hears from I think it's Inger Inger how do, how do you say it, Jared? Yeah, you got on the limb no? with this one, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, this so and so bad guy had stolen, had killed my my grandfather or my father. I think it's his father, and stole all of his money. If you help me get it back, I'll give you, I'll give you a fifty fifty even split. And Han was like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. Let me get my team together. So then this is where I got. Um, this is where I got introduced to to Winter for yep. the first time. Same for me. My I, first I know. Winter appearance. Yeah. yeah. Was it mm-hmm. was was Winter in uh, the original Thrawn trilogy? Good question. Think Maybe. so. She's definitely in the X Wing book. So. Just yeah. X-Wing so trilogy. it sounds like it. Yeah. So I, Chat, I, I think I remember her wrong in the next five seconds. <laughs> but uh, like <laughs> like Bink and Tavia were like these two like cat burglars that he had on his team and Chewie yep. obviously. But um, there's a huge twist at the end of this. Do not go back. Okay, go back and watch Legends Look Back, but don't watch that part warning. about this book. We gave a spoiler yeah, warning. We, that's right. right. Yeah. We do give a spoiler warning. Okay. But also, we got three twist. confirmations that Winter is in the Thrawn trilogy. Thank you, Justin okay, great. and Stephanie. Yeah. You're yeah. the best. And so I have, so the interesting thing about Scoundrels to me, and, and that was one of the first book boxes, I believe, by the way, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. was, was we put Scoundrels in it as the companion book to, I think it was, it was Last Shot in Scoundrels. I think that was oh, the man. Pairing, what a one-two punch. And I got, look at this bookmark that's still in there. Nice. Yeah! Yeah. 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 I remember I read Scoundrels shortly before we did that, and... Uh, that's like it's pretty late in the in the legends chronology, right? Like like mm-hmm. as far as I'm thinking, like eleven. The, it's one yeah, of the 2011, last twenty twelve somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the last. I feel like one of the last. You know, kind of hyped legends books that came out, and it was like a weird little legends family reunion. I felt like, like there was all kinds yeah. of, of cameos and characters, and yeah, it was it was good. It was a fun book to read. I really enjoyed that book. As that's one of my favorite independent novels too it really it's fun. just oh, wow. fun it's just it is yeah. just joyful it's yes. just fun it's just fun at it one point fun. han gets like locked in a closet and he's like how do i get out of here i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. It's <just> so good. <laughs> yeah and it's yeah i mean it's zon zon usually writes space opera right he usually writes mm-hmm. these big bombastic space battles and nah it's just a team and they got a mission and they gotta get the jewels and, and there's it's just very you know, yeah. there's she assembles the team and she's yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah if your you favorite like, shirt. if you like Falines and their pheromones, this is the book for you. Not oh, Shadows boy. of the Empire. <laughs> oh, wow. 2013 came out on New Year's Day. 2013. How about wow, that? That's that's late. Can we just appreciate I was, I was... Can we just appreciate the oh, fact I know that I've we've told got this, three I'm... Legends books in a row. Oh, yeah, well, I got told this story like a million times in the show. But mm-hmm. when I first went to one of my um one of my first uh like comic cons uh Timothy Zahn was speaking in for like in one of these uh, in one of these little meeting rooms and everybody was talking about outbound flight like asking questions about outbound flight this outbound flight that and i was like i haven't read that one but hey i like scoundrels what did you say what do you think about writing scoundrels i thought it was great cuz right after i was done reading it, i immediately wanted to read it again because 
right that last cliffhanger at the end like really summed the book up for you and you're like holy crap i can't believe that's what happened now i gotta read the whole so book again now you i gotta read it all to over Timothy again Zahn, what he thought I about his 100 percent did uh, yeah weird right and <laughs> 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 it and then well, I was I was two or three beers deep, and that's when I went and asked him uh, with the liquid courage to give us the our first Utini plug. <laughs> and he of, did. Hey, this is Timothy Zahn. Like just I was like just West talking was in my barely phone. Barely on the team. He was like barely <laughs> yeah, on the team. He, he not been here long intro. at all. And then he like shows up with the damn audio <laughs> clip of Timothy Zahn, <laughs> Timothy probably Zahn. the largest profile author in Star Wars history. Just here's an audio clip of him introing the Living Force. I was like, all right, well, I guess you're in leadership now. That's cool. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, I got to say, Jared, you were starting about three Legends books. What does four Legends books in a row do for you? Because my choice to start us out <laughs> is actually because of Legends Look Back. Yes. I believe this was my first time on the show. We talked about this glorious, technically standalone novel, which is Clone Wars Wild Space. This Ooh. is a book that features Obi-Wan Kenobi, but most importantly, our Lord and Savior, Bail Organa. And they're not the even Bail on the Organa cover. book. Captain Rex is on the cover. Yeah. Not a ba- not a main character in this book. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. Um yeah, But this is the not story a, not where a great, not a great cover in my opinion. No. No. They, they were really banking it. What are you talking about? If you like the show, you like it. But it, so this is by Karen Miller. Uh and this book basically as a whole is Obi-Wan and Bail Organa go on an adventure together. And there is a lot of the book that involves um like Sith stuff and dark side things like inhibiting Obi-Wan's ability to function correctly. So Bale is a freaking hero. And, and, and there's some art for this book in the, oh, the Pablo Hidalgo book, the essential legends companion, I believe. I'll throw um, it in the discord. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Uh, and it includes a picture in there of Bale literally just body carrying Obi-Wan Kenobi up a mountain. And it is, I mean, a, a lot of people question, my love for Bail Organa. I do as well. But <laughs> this book just confirms it so much. It is, well. And it begins, there's some really good Anakin Obi-Wan stuff. Uh, so if you're missing Anakin Obi-Wan Clone Wars content, that's in the beginning of this book. But you get Senator Bail and Jedi Obi-Wan going back and forth about, like, issues with the Jedi, issues with politics. And then the dark side, we always see that through Jedi's eyes, but seeing it through Bail's eyes and, like, what is what is a Sith energy like? Like, what is a Sith temple mm. like through a normal person's eyes? Was so fascinating to me, and I just really love the banter between them. I think Karen Miller does a great job talking about, um, or, or with her dialogue rather. It sounds like Jimmy Smith. It sounds like Hugh McGregor, and it's a really fast, fun read. Um, also, uh, Mitchell, if your grandparents are still listening, I'd love the hardcover to this as well. It's very hard to find. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, Clone Wars Wild Space. I, I love this oh, book. Man. I love this book so much. And Jared, thank you. Because I mean, on Legends Look Back, I didn't know it existed. And when you guys had me on, I think this is years ago now at this point. Yeah. You, you, you informed me of its existence, and I absolutely love it. It's one of our first 10 episodes for sure. Oh, yeah. You did a beautiful job describing it, you know, a couple years after you read it. I, I think it is absolutely one of the most underrated Star Wars books ever written. Mm. Mic drop. Yes. Mm. That's it. Completely agree. Wow. Yeah, Caroline just bought I'm it. Raised. Yes. Good. <laughs> the hardcover? Because that thing's like $280. It's so expensive. It's so. <laughs> oh her, her roommate's rich. Let's be clear. All right. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you want to, if you She's bring a doctor. Me, if you come up to me at Celebration and with a hardcover of Wild Space. 
I don't, I don't know. Blank check. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want from me? That's not money. We already Let's had this conversation, happens. Eric. <laughs> Listen, this is before you get to the park. Out of control. This is an intervention. <laughs> it's either this no, or no, the blank talking, I'm, I, yeah, I'm talking about um, hugs, kisses, pictures, whatever we want. Clone Wars Wild Space, amazing book. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> next round. So, guys, great first round of books. Very, yes, very yes, all round of applause. So far. Stamp of approval from me to all four of you. Four, yes. all three of you. Know what I'm saying? All right. Listen, we don't us. get to talk about legends that often on the show. All right, so we you, don't. you get Jared on. It's a good opportunity, man. It's good. It's brand yes. There's good synergy. books. Synergy. <laughs> good so. books. Amped. I actually read canon too. We can talk about canon, but I won't. Here we oh, go. Oh, it's coming. It's Here coming. we go. Darth Maul, Shadow Hunter. Oh yeah, you've Ooh. talked about this one a lot. I past. have. I love it. It's really good. It is. Uh, rumor has it. I don't know if it's like official or not. It's hard to know what these things it might be getting. Potentially a an essential legends collection Ooh. Uh, reprint, which would be cool. That'd be great. Um, it, I would love an unabridged audio book, Delray. If you're listening, please, 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 please. Yeah, uh, this would be yeah, read this by one. Sam Whitwer. Manifest it. Read <gasps> by Sam Whitwer. Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's face. <laughs> I just choked on my own saliva. Really <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. All right. This is a pre-episode one. Mall is antsy. You know how he's like, you know, pacing the corridors uh, on Naboo, and he, you know. Qui-Gon sits still and is like, it's all good. You know, meditates. Uh, Maul, is, he can't sit still. He's, he's got a, he would have had a fidget spinner if they had him back then, but they didn't. It's, he's just, <laughs> His lightsaber w- is just a fidget spinner, isn't it? <laughs> the original, the OG fidget spinner. <laughs> and right. uh, so the fact of the matter is he can't sit still. He's very ambitious. You know, at last we will have our revenge on the Jedi. At last we will have our revenge. So this is him, like, getting ahead of himself and uh, prematurely... You know, going out for uh, revenge on a, a, like a Jedi Padawan. There's a holocron involved, so it's like there's a MacGuffin. Uh, it is just, it's on Coruscant in the underlevels. The Jedi Padawan that kind of is the main character on the, you know, the light side of things is really well written, really good one-off <clears throat> character. Um, it is a really good standalone book in its own right if you love Maul. Uh, if you want like a, a different kind of intro to The Phantom Menace after you've read like the Queen's books, for example, this would be a good one for that. Um, it does kick off. So it's like, is it a standalone book? Kind of and kind of not. It is. But then the author, Michael Reeves, you know, does launch into like his own universe of Legends books after this. The MedStar books involve some of the same characters and then the Coruscant Knights books and then the original Last Jedi, all stem from this, but are not direct. Speaking sequels. of ridiculously expensive hardcovers, is this expensive? That Last Jedi is no, no, the Last oh, Jedi. Oh, oh. Sorry, <laughs> the Last Jedi of Michael Reese is is one of those ridiculous ones. Yeah, here we go. It's a really cool yeah. cover. And this is uh, if this book does become a essential Legends collection, because I wouldn't be surprised if it did. This would be the. This is the only one. I've not read like of all of them that, that oh, have wow. been announced, and I, I imagine it might be the only one that is that ever will be announced that I've not read because like I didn't know that this was as big of a deal of a book actually, Jared, until we brought you on the team because you raved about it all the time. So I'm like, not the only one. Like, a lot of people do. No, no, yeah, lots of people. people I would like just, I didn't lot. know. I didn't know about that this was a popular book. I mean, I heard about Shatterpoint. I've read all those, but I did not know that this Darth Maul book was as popular as it is because it is hugely popular. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That. Well, and it's a standalone, yeah. and that's part of the reason why it's underrated. Is yeah. you mm. don't have to read it in order to get the sense of the main legends timeline. 
it doesn't get right. as much yeah. hype as, yeah. Yeah. as the Thrawn trilogy. Awesome. <clears throat> Great choice. Uh, Corey, you, you really you took round one by surprise. Uh, <laughs> round two, are we going back to the normal workings of the universe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I have another book here. I want to talk about Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson. Oh, I picked, great choice. Yeah, I picked I picked all books that I feel like are a little less known. That I don't feel like we have talked about a great deal on the show, at least in the in the light that I'm planning on talking about them. You know what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. yeah. I Jedi is never we never shut up. About, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson I think is the sleeper hit of canon that literally nobody talks about. We have a it's a little lower of a score that on, on our on our on our team but it is very high up in the reading order mm-hmm. um because i think it's a super super fun book that like makes phasma like an important character of of the, the sequel trilogy right and like when i read this book and i put it off forever actually and i didn't read it until like a year or two after it had come out and like i couldn't put it down when i started it like something about like the like the the pacing of the book is really really good and like you get all this background of she's from this like tribal people on this on a war torn planet and it's it's just and then it like introduces uh hux and hux is a psychopath father and like how hux is in charge and not a psychopath father and that whole story (laughs) point is in there and Hux's Hux's stuff in there is what surprised me the most. Legit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean just Hux's basically whole origin story is in the book, Mm -hmm. actually. And like so in Phasma's origin story, Hux's origin story, um, you get a lot of details. You get more details about the origin of the first order in this book than you do in any other canon media. And the movies and comics and everything combined. Mm -hmm. Like seriously. You get so much early first order stuff. Um, from the book and it's it's super fun if you haven't read phasma then you you should oh jared you said in the chat is very dune-esque yeah, yeah. Oh, andrew that brought that very, up yeah absolutely yeah. It, tonally it's tonally it's unlike any other star wars book i've ever read yeah it has yeah. This, a totally different vibe yeah, yeah there's this there's there's this weird almost like like i don't know spiritual is the right word like kind of I don't know, witchy. I like, I don't know. There's a sort of like it's surreal cult kind of woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it does have this 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 unique vibe of its own. It it does yeah. feel just kind of like a, a very odd book, but it but it's cool because you know Phasma is one of those characters that obviously came out and was meant to be the Boba Fett of the of the sequels. Really cool armor, great actress. Not, like that. not a lot of screen time, and yeah. then this book you really do respect it, and also. I mean, it, it intros us to Vimerati and and Cardinal, who are in Blackspire later on. Yeah. Again, framing stand- prequel to Blackspire, right? Is very yep. very good. So yeah. standalone novel, I think, still counts. But if you like this, you do you can go to Blackspire with more info. Hmm. That's right. Great choice, That's Corey. Right. Great choice yes. on Fast. Thank you. Yeah, Thank broke you the much. legend streak though. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I Wes. More, I have more Legends books, but you know. <laughs> okay. Um, back to you, teeny book box. I'm just kidding. This one. I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, this is a this is a, actually this is funny that I talk about it now because we just got done watching Rogue One. Um, the book that I'm going to talk about is a great standalone book is Guardians of the Wills. Oh, um, sure. Kind of a uh, I would would you call us a junior reader. Maybe yeah, I mean yeah. it's a smaller book. Middle grade um, junior reader. I, I still don't know what reader. to call them. I think middle grade. I, yeah, they're it, junior uh, readers on our site. Mm. Yes, 
Here we go. So because because of which it may have been passed over, but great standalone book because how it follows it's it's basically before Rogue One, um, and it follows Baze and Chirrut, um as they used to be Guardians of the Wills, and after the temple was sealed up, then the Empire came in, and now they are trying to hold off the Empire, and there's this whole. Um, battle that goes on and then Saw Gerrera comes in and they try to they figure oh my gosh we work with Saw should we not but spoiler alert we figure out how Baze gets his super cool gun in this yeah. book so it's <laughs> what they're for I was about to say like yeah. I really resonate with with Baze's journey of faith you know as somebody who fell off the faith and I'm about to make like this deep spiritual theological point and then you say as a Texan I like the gun <laughs> <laughs> Something you see how big that gun is? Uh, God dang! Look at that. <laughs> but it's it's a really easy read. It's a fun read. I mean, it's I think it's like, yeah, it's it's like a little over two hundred pages. You can knock yeah. this out in a day. Yeah. It's a really good. It's a good book. Just to you know, it, it's it's Wes's seal of approval. Great toilet read. You can definitely put <laughs> it. You can definitely fix. Like toilets like and three, guns, a Star Wars poops story. Max. Like, yeah, no. say. But yeah. you want a good toilet read with big guns and spiritual questions? Guardians of the Wills. There you go. Great book. There you go. And no. a great cover too. Great cover. I'm, so, yeah. yeah. Look at that. I mean, Shuri and Bays are, are fantastic back. characters. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, interestingly, like skirts uh, all around like anything related to Jedi. To be honest, like you don't really learn anything about mm-hmm. the Guardians of the Wills. Really, like there's not no. much detail about them. them at all. It's really just about them yeah. and the mm-hmm. run-ins with Saul Guerrero and stuff. But like, like you kind of expected it to have more of that stuff, but they didn't, which is interesting. So Ooh. might have been a little too deep. And uh, fair enough. And and, and shout out to the chat. Uh, Blind Faith and Stephanie answered Caroline's question. There is a manga adaptation or manga adaptation right. of it as that well. Right. So if you want to check that out, I know that. that's also available. Get some more cheering yep. bays. Sure. Wes, I'm going to actually pick up on what you just put down and say my next choice is also related to an anthology movie, uh, which is oh. the solo tie-in, but it's still technically a standalone novel. <clears throat> it's one we have talked about quite a bit, uh, but not for a while. It's Most Wanted by Ray Carson. Mm, this book... It still remains the fastest I've ever read a Star Wars book in my life. From I was on a plane ride from Wheels Up to Wheels Down, read the whole thing. Um, this book basically follows a Han and Kira, and a younger Han and Kira, before Solo, a Star Wars story, as they make their way for, through the streets of Corellia. Uh, similar to Scoundrels, it has some heist elements. It has um, some kind of street gang elements. There's some romance in it, obviously. Um, but you get a Han and Kira at the beginning that aren't really nearly as close to the Han and Kira who, like, make out in the first minute of Solo. Uh, bless him. It's great. Yeah, that's right. But if, if you liked Solo at all, or even if, honestly, if you didn't like Solo as much because you didn't resonate with the characters, I legit highly recommend reading this book because it's a very fun book, and I think Ray Carson has this ability to really just key in on the voices of the characters that she writes almost more than any other author. Like, her, her young Han... You hear Alden in your head, and you hear Amelia Clark with the Kira lines so perfectly, and it really leads into Solo super well. So while it is a standalone book in that there's not a sequel to it, other than, like, the movie, it does actually enhance the movie in ways that we talk a lot about with, like, the Queen's books with Phantom Menace and stuff like that. Um, mm. I freaking love this book, and I think it really adds a lot to... 
the introduction of Solo with like the white worms and Proxima and stuff like that. Um, so while unnecessary, it's absolutely a great, you know, one and dead read. Not a toilet read, Wes, but an airplane read. <laughs> uh, for me, it was a lawnmower read. Read the entire thing, listened to the entire thing, the audiobook on the back of a big old zero oh, turn mower. I, what a I good always day. think about that, about how you, you listen to the Star Wars books when you're on the back of a lawnmower, because I, I wish I would have done that as well whenever I was mowing yards when I was a little kid, so... Damn it. You don't have that to be a little out. kid to mow yards, Wes. You can do it as a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little boy. Like, I can't get that time back, though, when I was just out there trying to sing songs to myself, trying to get get the day over with. <laughs> I will also say, um, if you are uh, – this is a little bit of a plug for next week. We're starting our Midnight Horizon Roundtable by Daniel Jose Older. If you like Midnight Horizon a lot and want more Corellia stuff – he did put in some Easter eggs from Most Wanted and some of that vibe. So if you want a little more what? of that like, kind of grimy street stuff from Midnight Horizon, Most Wanted's where you got to go. Absolutely, I didn't that catch book. that. Oh, cool. There is a specific Easter egg that I'm very excited to talk about uh, that is hard to catch. Didn't catch it my first time around, but uh, the author did <clears throat> did tell me about it. So I had to had to look for it. So nice. very stoked. What uh, do you guys think? One more round. I think so, and then we'll do some, we'll do one rapid, more big round, and then we'll do we'll some rapid fire. Okay, Perfect. sounds good. So, Jared, what's your next? Let's make it a good one. A real, a real meaty read. Uh, <laughs> I, I know, know the, the pressure. pressure. The yeah, pressure. I still have I five. main course. Uh, I still have five. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, we'll do a mild <laughs> run, then we'll do some nice fun rapid fire okay, ones. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, all right, here we go. Dark Empire. We got to do it. Dark Empire trilogy. Oh, it's, it's, it's all right. It looks like a book, but it's not. I don't know if I can count it. It says it's a trilogy it's on there. But it's a book. It literally says what trilogy am I holding, on there, Jared. Wes? It's a book. <laughs> One book. It's a book that says trilogy on it. That's what I'm seeing. All right, fine. It's good. Read it. Here's my real pick. All right. Real. <laughs> Here we go. Coming up. Later this oh, year, yeah. we've got an Obi Wan Kenobi. Just flex that hardcover on us, bro. Look at oh. that beauty. God, uh, <laughs> beautiful. I love an excuse to pull That's this sucker nice. off the shelf. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. The fact of the matter is, we're going to be doing some big coverage here on this. I don't even know if we've like publicly announced this yet. So uh, I'll just tease. Mm. There's big stuff to come with Kenobi happening <laughs> at Utini. And now would be a good time to sink your teeth into this if you haven't yet. I was just writing about it for the site this week. And it's the basic idea is it's a smaller story. Some people come to it and they're like, I was expecting something sprawling, you know, uh, Star Wars uh, traveling planet to planet. The whole thing is on Tatooine. And it's right after episode three, <clears throat> Kenobi. It's in our foundational five. It's a classic. But it's personal in the sense of Obi-Wan has to figure out how to be a Jedi when there are no more Jedi. There is no no more Jedi Order. It's illegal to be a Jedi, but there's still problems that need Jedi everywhere. It, that idea in and of itself is a beautiful thing. This yeah, was it, from it, John it, Jackson it's Miller. It's a heartbreaking read, really. Mm. What year was this? 2013? It was Yeah, right yeah, before was, the, was, the Legends again, Canon one of those late split. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Was it really that Recent? I had no it idea. Was. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is Definitely. no oh, paperback Wes. without a without a banner. In fact, mm. yeah. Hey, Wes. Quick question: How many years ago is 2013 to you? <laughs> oh my god, we're just old, back buddy. In, back in my day, <laughs> we're just old now, buddy. <laughs> it seems like only yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a spectacular read. I mean, Kenobi is one of those books that is 
I, I almost feel like some new Star Wars readers will be like, oh, it's a main, it's a, it's not like a cool book. It's, it's the movie character. It's the movie guy. But it really is written. So, I mean, Obi-Wan legit does not show up for the first, what, 40, 50 pages? Like, it, yeah, it really, he really, John Jackson Miller takes time <clears throat> to craft that world really, really well and makes a lot of Tatooine stuff that honestly probably inspired things like the Book of Boba Fett, like things like mm. Mandalorian. Like, yeah. it really does a lot. <clears throat> oh, it is a great Tatooine read. It really immerses you yeah, in really that, uh, in that it really planet. does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. The, the Kenobi book, the Kenobi book specifically is why doing so much Tuscan stuff in Book of Boba Fett was a risk because it is very, very good in, uh, yep. in the Kenobi book for sure. You get a lot of yeah. lore, Tuscan lore, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. And, we were, and we were reaching for those Easter eggs too yeah, for in, sure. in the Book of Boba Fett. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't show up. It, it, and it is up. one of those things. Like, I, it's one of those books where I don't have this with a lot of books, but I remember where I was when I was reading some of it. You know, I, I remember what school I was subbing at, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is when I learned that." It really hits you all really hard. Uh, Corey, your last main one before the fight, rapid fire round. What are you going to pull up? Oh man, my last main one may surprise you a little bit, uh, but this not is... more than the first one. Oh, that's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I thought about cheating on this and choosing a bunch of them, but I'm actually going to go with one. Uh, I'm going to okay. go with Tarkin by James Luceno. Hey, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I listened to this book on audiobook recently. Um, like I was, I remember I was painting the camper. Like I have all these memories. Now you said you had like these memories. Paint your wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, paint my wagon, man. Like freaking Tarkin. <laughs> I listened to, I listened to Darth Plagueis, uh, Tarkin, and the first X-wing book all back to back, like while doing all the paint work in the camper. And I, this was the sleeper hit for me. Plagueis was a a a spiritual experience listening to it after having started a Star Wars company. Let me tell you. But Tarkin, I was like, I want something else that's a little heavy, and by James Luceno would be ideal. And I forgot that Tarkin existed. And I read it. I read a paperback a long time ago, um, but listening to the audiobook was utterly phenomenal. Um, the narrator um, is, is somebody interesting there. Like, they've not really done a lot of Star Wars books. I don't Daniel think. Daniel Davis. Ewan, I think. No. Is that who the narrator was? Yeah. Ewan? Daniel Davis. Daniel Oh, no, Ewan Morton. What? This is Ewan Morton on the Morton. YouTube site, unless oh, okay. that's incorrect. No, it was. Uh, no, it I is might somebody have something new. It wasn't Daniel head. Davis. Yeah, it was somebody new no. because he mispronounces several names in the book that's noticeable. Like, he calls... Uh, Him Terrican? Uh, Am I wrong no, in my legends facts? Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> I know. I know. This that doesn't <laughs> count. Right, Jared, see you later. No, no. Make sure you get that right. Anyways... This book is very good. I mean, uh, there's all this there's all this content about oh, he's leaning back. All this content about like why Tarkin is such an evil son of a bitch and like they they get it. They get it right, dude. They get it right. Like like talking about his background and his his harsh upbringing. Like the the small spoiler I'll I'll give you is that like Tarkin's he grew up on a planet in which it was sort of a rite of passage for you to go and survive like on this really dangerous part of the planet for like a couple years. Like it's not like a like I don't think it it's not like a like a two week experience, right? It's like a long mm-hmm. freaking time. And he like goes out there and lives with like some people that teach him how to survive in the nature of the world and like how the like you have to survive, you know, being attacked by a bear by making the bear more afraid of you. So like it really it really creates a lot of that that Tarkin rules with fear mentality. It builds it up in a really beautiful and creative way 
And uh, it's just evil, man. I mean, he like there's like yeah. brutal murder and stuff in it, and 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 James Luceno is very good at, at crafting those really gritty, harsh like like um, histories. So you know, big fan. All right, yeah, here's, here's I would say confusion. between I found it. Yes, go. You and Morton did Tarkin. Daniel Davis did Plagueis. Okay, yeah. You talked about both. Oh, all right. Yeah, another one of our harsh Luceno favorites for sure. It is. Uh huh. And I will say, between Tarkin and uh, some of the canon comics, I believe by Charles Soule, Tarkin's character has really been uh, intensified. Or maybe it was Jason mm-hmm. Aaron, I don't remember. But in the Star Wars mainline, they had a lot of good Tarkin stuff. Because um, he's pretty terrifying. Uh, Peter Cushing, Very rest good. in peace. We love you. Yeah, All right, Wes. You last big one. I'm going to piggyback off of Corey. And I am going to say another James Luceno book. And it is Plagueis. There it is. Darth Plagueis. Very good. So, Very good. <clears throat> also a Legends title. Um, I I really loved it. This may have been like the third or fourth Star Wars book that I had read. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's a, it's I mean, incredible. the descriptions of of some of the, like the fight scenes with, with Plagueis himself. And then like in the very beginning, it even starts before then with Tenebris which is Plagueis' oh, master, right? Love and then Tenebris. it goes to Plagueis and then it goes to um it goes to Palpatine and then it's just like a coming of age with Palpatine. You're like, "Wow, that's how he got to be like you said, Corey, an evil son of a bitch." <laughs> and like I mean, some of the ways that Palpatine had become who he is that we know um, I can't. I don't want to divulge, but uh, it is an incredible book. It's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. It is deep, but um, make sure, yeah, audiobook. make sure you get is, it. Is a is a yeah. It's an. I I think, I think the Plagueis audiobook is far and away by significant leaps and bounds my absolute best audiobook experience I've ever had. That's like, what I was trying to say. The That's the audiobook wow. experience of Plagueis. I don't know what it is. It's the narration and the like it's it is very very good. Like I mean, you guys remember that was, like, that was like six months ago, right? Like when yeah, I read it, like, yeah. I would it not shut the hell up you. about it. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really really wild. I, I, also, like, real quick, are we are we are we flexing? I didn't realize. Are we? Oh, oh no, we, you uh, didn't. Are we bringing out our Plagueis hardcovers? <laughs> is that what's happening? Is that um, we hit? Yeah. If you were taking a knee while showing us that book, that would oh have been God. even better. But. I will also mention a lot a lot of chat stuff I'm going to actually hit before mine. But Evan says, the Tenebrous Way short story was so key to deepen my enjoyment of the book. Uh, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. That's in the first volume of the Legends. That is correct. Uh, of yeah! What? That is correct. <laughs> these, are, these are very valuable hardbacks for our audio listeners. Uh, Eric and Jared apparently both own hardcovers. I don't own any yes, books, do. and Wes yeah. owns a music paperback. So, you know, yay for it's the used too. Look at that. Yeah. You read it. Yeah. You read it, man. Two dollars a good book. Goodwill, my friends. On the back. Uh, I will say before my uh, before my last uh, big pick, I want to shout out a couple in the chat. Um, Catalyst is being talked about a lot. The Rogue One novel tie-in by James Luceno. Amazing, amazing book. I di- I absolutely thought about it on this list, but we have talked about it a bunch. So I'm glad that you all brought it up. Absolutely changes how you read Rogue One. We talked about it in our commentary, our Patreon commentary, about that quite a bit and how it deepens Krennic and um, Galen's relationship. 
That is so, also Jonathan Davis too in the narration. I just I just saw it on the site, and you know I need to add perfect. this one. I haven't listened to this audiobook, so I might come back and as big of a fan of Rogue One as I am. I do too. This might also be a religious experience for me. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> so great. Big yeah. shout out to gonna, Catalyst. Gonna, have you guys done a, like a, a prequel books episode, like tie-in novels? Mm. I yes, for Phantom Menace we talked about specifically for Phantom for the, Menace only, but overall. Yeah. Well, don't we have a uh, this year is is uh, anniversary Attack of, of Attack of the Clones? You know, it'd be a great opportunity to do. Yeah, that, nothing Jared. else is happening in mm. May, so yeah. that'll be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my so, god, don't say that. So my my last standalone novel is what I truly think is I will say the most standalone novel in the history of Star Wars, and it will make sense in a second because it's why I'm wearing this shirt. It's Ronin. Um, we talked about this earlier this year, obviously. Had a whole roundtable about it. Uh, I'm sure I'm like a little Goldsboro edition that finally arrived. But <laughs> this book I wanted to talk about briefly because I think we talked about it when it came out. It's the most uniquely written Star Wars book I've read possibly in my life. And then it came and because there were so many amazing releases around it from the High Republic to the end of the Ascendancy Trilogy. It, it, it came in and then it somehow kind of went away. Um, in, in the hubbub, and I just wanted to really accentuate it because this book is the epitome of you need to know nothing about Star Wars. It does not have anything to do with characters before or after, and it is just a book that if you like the written style of the author, you will like the book. And I think books like that, I, I truly don't know if we'll ever get another book like this. Um, maybe if we get another book based on Star Wars Visions or something like that, but if you watch Star Wars Visions, the first episode leads into this, but you don't need to read it because the the beginning of this book is that episode. And I, I, I think about this book every once in a while because the author, Emma Miyako Kandon, who remains one of our most incredible interviews in the history of the show, um, just wrote a book that didn't take any cues really from previous Star Wars books. And to me... For standalone novels, this is kind of the epitome of what that could mean for all of Star Wars. So I think yeah, it'd be a shame if we didn't mention it. Yep. She she was uh, nominated for Author of the Year, right? Yep, this year she was yeah. just based on this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> based on that book, her first her first Star Wars book and her first book. her first published book. <laughs> book. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Book. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, as high on that as you were, Eric. But I will say, in the months that have passed since, it's one of the books I've been dying to reread the most. And so for even somebody who was less than favorable on the book, the fact Mm -hmm. that I want to go back to it is really a good sign for the longevity Mm -hmm. of the life of this book. Mm -hmm. Because when you finish it, you're like, whoa, what did I just read? And (laughs) did you want to go back and read it? That was me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. So you you want to go back? I, I, and... I definitely needed the the uh, the visions like the anime the anime cartoon before I read this book because then I would have really had no idea yeah, what was going sure. on because I read it so fast that I need to I need to take another step. I need to like I usually do is read the book along with the audio book mm-hmm. um, because I'm a child. Hey man, whatever <laughs> yeah, helps it. you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely love that. And, and what I love, before we get into our little rapid fire round here of some last titles that y'all should pick up, I really love how much we're talking about reading novels and listening to audiobooks on this episode especially. We bring that up sometimes, but I think it's really cool just to really accentuate however you're consuming your content is amazing. If you're a person that doesn't drive with audiobooks, that's fine. 
read your physicals. If you want to go on the lawnmower and you want to fly an airplane and you want to throw on that audiobook, that's also great because the stories are just the stories. You know, they're, it's a professional narrator or a professional writer. It don't matter. So I think that's – especially with standalones, I think that's really fun to figure out does the voice of Plagueis literally make you love that book more than your internal monologue yeah, of Plagueis sure. and stuff. So play around for with sure. it. That's awesome. Uh, so, Jerry, you had some more titles for us. I'll be Let's, quick. Uh, yeah. Name Both them, of mine. Give, a, give a little bit yet, and tell us why you love them. Both of mine, debatable on if they qualify, but I'm counting them because <laughs> awesome. this is my shot, and I'm shooting it. Honor Among Thieves, uh, one of Eric's favorite Legends books. That was in my stack, Jared. I count it. Man, that's, that is a yes! good-looking cover. Yes, it from it's you. so good. It is a great little heist book. Whoop, dropped it. Okay. And technically it's part of a duology, but they're not connected in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Lost Tribe of the Sith, the collected stories. Technically it's a book full of short stories, but it's a book. It's bound. I'm counting it. It's, uh, I like it's your set like 10, of the rules. It's like 10,000 years before the films and John Jackson Miller, <laughs> Sith Lords, stuck on a planet. That's all you need to know. Bam! Literally pulled Honor Among Thieves. Look at you. Fun fact, uh, Honor Among Thieves is written by James S.A. Corey, which is the pen name of the writing duo that wrote the Expanse novels. So if you like the Expanse novels, you gotta pick up Honor Among Thieves. Uh, the best Han Solo in print for my money, other than AC Crispin. Love it. Mm-hmm. Tag team. Corey! Ready? Ready? High five. Oh, other way. Bam! <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> we nailed it! I have, uh, work. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to rapid fire two of them really fast uh, because they are similar in many ways. Um, the first is uh, Death Star by Michael Reeves, Steve Perry. Oh, yeah. You guys have heard me talk about this book. Um, a lot of people really dislike this book for some reason. I read this pretty early on in my in my Star Wars reading history, released in 2007. Um, you know, community. There's only one review on there. It's three, three stars. Not very good, but that's okay. <laughs> this is a. Uh, it's a, this okay. is like a. It's like a series of short stories, kind of. And there's sort of also a cohesive story throughout um, about like lots of characters who were on the Death Star, you know, Imperial or not, like before it exploded or when it exploded. The first Death Star, I believe. Maybe it was the second Death Star. I can't remember. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's cool. There's like, like, there's like lots of uh, lots of the little people are on there, right? Like somebody that yeah. ran, they ran a, a a cantina or something, right? Like like on the Death Star because like the Imperials had to, you know, have entertainment and stuff. And Unwind were, somehow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. So it was like you know they they basically contracted people to come in and work in the Death Star and stuff, and and it's a clever little spin on uh, on the story and like it has you rooting for the characters because you don't really know who's going to survive and who's not and that sort of thing and it's got some twists and turns in that you're not expecting uh, the next one I have is Millennium Falcon, also very similar in, in a lot of ways. To, very similar tones, uh, yeah. Yep, uh, but also James Luceno, which I didn't realize until much later that, that he actually wrote this book. Um, but it, it chronicles the uh, the Legends edition of uh, who owned the Millennium Falcon, going all the way back to its creation. And uh, it's cool. It, like I think it's in reverse order, if I remember correctly. Um where uh, uh, Mark Thompson apparently narrated it. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Wait, so Luceno um, has four standalone novels that we've talked about? <laughs> wow, crazy. <Apparently. laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, I think <laughs> there's, there's a circus on the Millennium Falcon. A nanodecology. Yeah, there's a circus <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon at one point. There's like a like a couple of smugglers, I feel like. It talks about Lando and why he owned it. Like, I mean, it's cool. Like, it goes... 
it's pretty clever, like how it how it uh, how it how it framed. And the story is framed in a very interesting way because at this point in Legends history, on the timeline, actually the Utini timeline, you can see where this takes place. It takes place after the the Legacy of the Four series, right? Um, which uh, there's a Jason Solo has a kid, and like Lon, uh, Lon Han and Leia uh, are sort of uh, the caretakers for the child, uh, for the little girl, and. Like they are trying to like take her mind of all this horrific trauma that just occurred to her, like from the Legacy mm-hmm. of the Force series, and the whole book is kind of framed as Han and her go on this adventure to try to discover the story of the Millennium Falcon. So it's kind of told as if they're learning it together, at like a grandfather granddaughter adventure. It's really yeah, it's cool. Cute. It's a really clever, clever story Aww. framing um, idea that it's, a, it's another sleeper hit, man. James Lucena, man, he doesn't let you down. I love that. Awesome. Fun fact right, about West. Death Star. We had oh. Trevor on Legends Look Back one time. We had him read mm-hmm. the book, and then none of the rest of us read it, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. Well, the truth comes out. Let him read the book. <laughs> it's the, the early show. days. We're still figuring it out. But he's still got... Oh, the early days of all these shows. Sorry, Trevor. Here we are. Okay. Um, I have two. I, I, well, I guess I kind of have one and a half, but uh, my first one is... Uh, <laughs> Utini book boxes. Uh, this is Star Wars: The Lando Calrissian that's Adventures, three books, which Wes. is actually that's why I said one and a half. I'm, I got two in a book. It's three stories in one. Um, but if you are a fan of like peculiar of the crazy fantasy, then this is the book for you. Look, it's bound. I'm going with Jared's definition. All right, it's Don't one. Don't blame book. me for this. Oh God. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, first story is Lando Calrissian and the Mind Harp of Sheru, Lando Calrissian and the Flame Wind of Osayan, and Lando Calrissian and the Star Cave of Thonbaka. I mean, amazing titles. Amazing titles. Really good. Some of the weirdest Legends and then books ever. throwing up, yep. this is probably another one that's probably not allowed, but you know what? Screw it. Um, <laughs> this one is, because my camera's, you can't even see it, but whatever, it's Revan. Revan oh, is going to be... My uh, standalone novel because I've only read this one of the four books, so it's a standalone <laughs> for me. <laughs> I was gonna say it's kind of a standalone. I mean, any book can, four books. Hey, listen, guys, and any book can be a standalone if you just stop reading. <laughs> you only read one. <laughs> I thought it was a really good book. It's more, it's more or less about uh, Scourge than it is about Revan, but it was still a really good book to read as my first um, in the Old Republic. Serious. It does stand on Andrew's, itself. Andrews in the chat says he's going to tape all his Alphabet Squadron books together, so, we can t- so you can talk about those as the one book was. <laughs> hey man, as long as it has a Utini pull quote on the back of it, we'll count it. That's right. All right, I have I have four, and I'll be quick about it. <laughs> four. Um, God, okay. I love Star Wars. This is rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, the first one, because we're flexing, uh, is uh, Master and Apprentice by Claudia mm. Gray. It's the Star Wars Celebration that. Edition hardcover, which I love a lot. Um, one of the best canon books of all time, and if you love Force Lore and Qui-Gon Jinn especially, you get a lot of Qui-Gon in this book. Can't go wrong. The next book is a book that just got brought up in the chat a bunch, and I couldn't agree more. It's Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Um, Technically so an unpublished Clone Wars arc with Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Vos. Um, uh, amazing. Good. There's love story stuff. There is uh, great violent stuff. Dathomir, Jedi Force Lore, Jedi Council being total assholes. You gotta love it. Dark Disciple, amazing. Next one, uh, going back to Claudia Gray, Bloodline. Um, mm, you want Leia being a politician post-Return of the Jedi? We don't get a lot of Return of the Jedi stuff. 
or post Journey of the Jedi content in canon thus far. This is a great one. It's it's a very much a political thriller. Um, think Captain America Winter Soldier, but in a Star Wars book. That's Bloodline. You get Leia being fantastic. A lot of senatorial proceedings, but not in like a dry way. Claudia Gray does amazing action with it. Love it. And finally, a book that I think we mentioned earlier this episode, um, but it's Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. It's a tie-in to Solo, yes, but it is still a standalone novel because it takes Han Solo and Lando Calrissian, depending on which chapter you're in and which cover you have. It's a reversible cover, which is very fun. And it's Daniel Jose Older's first foray into Star Wars with this book. So if you liked Midnight Horizon, you liked the High Republic Adventures, a lot of stuff like that, go back and give this one a shot. The the time... No pun intended. Yeah, right. The time traveling between <laughs> the younger versions, the older versions, and the chapters gets a little confusing. So lame. No, you're, no Wes, you were, you were right. That was great. Um, it gets a little odd sometimes, but if you buy into the conceit, it's a really fun one and has one of the, like, the creepiest like cybernetic villains in canon that we've seen and is like mm. if Grievous was a little more psychotic. So a lot of fun with that. <laughs> uh, that's my rapid fire list of standalones. And like, it, it's interesting this year, guys, because I was thinking as we, as we kind of come to the end of this episode, we've dealt with a lot of series the last few years with High Republic, the Alphabet Squadron books, Throne Ascendancy. This year, though, like Shadows of the Sith, canon yeah. book, going to be standalone. Padawan, standalone. Brotherhood, standalone. Like, we're getting a like lot of standalone idea. novels this year for the first time in kind of the last four. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy That's a good point. I really enjoy those standalones because you don't have to put some work into them, I think. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Whatever. You're still going to wait until the last damn minute to read them, Wes. So what's the point? <laughs> <Just> saying <laughs> Exactly. I, I cram for the test. That's exactly what I am. I'm always going to be that way. But I appreciate oh, how we, we kind of stretched our reach a little bit on these books because i mean yeah. none of us said none of us said lost stars that would have no, been easily one of the easily one we of the first standalones that we were going to pick the crowning so. jewel of standalone yeah. books and if this is your yeah. first episode you've never listened to living force before then like it, it, it's it's so common knowledge with us that it goes without saying that lost stars is an yeah. unbelievably good canon mm-hmm. you know yeah there were some book, of those so. that we just weren't saying at the top of the show because we were trying yeah. And, yeah. like not yeah. to just take yeah. everybody else's picks but then yeah Dark probably should have just yeah. let off with <laughs> Who yeah. lost stars? <laughs> but if there's some that that you love as you're listening or watching. If, if there's some books we've talked about that you haven't read, you know, give them a shot. You know, we got Queen as Hope in a month or so. But if you need a new book, or better yet, like mm-hmm. we said earlier, if you have a friend that doesn't want to put in the legwork, that hasn't gone through the guides and stuff on Utini and listen to podcasts, throw one of these books and just be like, hey, you know what? This is a fun, just book. It's a single book. If you don't like it, that's fine. There's no other books like it. Go on to the next one. And I think that's one of the really fun things about Star Wars books is that it's not a Star Wars is not a genre, right? Star Wars is a world, and there's multiple genres between them. Yeah. Use the standalones to find out what kind of vibe you like, and then find that series. And I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it's like going back to my first pick. Um, I don't want to get Timothy's on in any kind of trouble, but there <laughs> might be. Shout out to Andrew. There might be a little copyright infringement going on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to say, he didn't draw the cover. Kind of looks a little the same. Usual suspects <laughs> in scoundrels. It's a really it's a beautiful cover. Comparison. It's not the same. It's like the vanilla ice and in uh, the queen, the, <laughs> the queen version. Yeah. Uh well, as we as we wrap up today, first of all, Jared, thank you for coming on the show. Um, 
doubling up this week again, everyone. I've still got to do the show this week. On Thursdays. Oh man. Yeah, you do, <laughs> no, yeah, you, you're still got to do that on Thursday. Get some fill in. Yeah, you're, you're you're still double booked. <gasps> Thanks, guys, for um, having me. I've loved it. Of course, man, and all of you in the chat. It's been a v- super active chat. There's a bunch of bunch of books we didn't even talk about. If you're watching this later on, check in the live chat replay. Look at all these amazing titles. Star Wars is going to be full of standalone novels to the end of time. We cannot wait for more. But you'll have to wait for our next episode. Next week, Midnight Horizon, Roundtable Part 1. We'll be here with overarching questions, Easter eggs. Just kidding. It's all characters next week when Dr. Charles Hankel gets back to talk about Midnight Horizon. We will see you then. Because, my friends, that'll do it. For this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so, so much for doing so. Look out for your Rogue One commentary. That's going to be coming to you very, very soon. And a special thank you goes out to OK and our Brian Julie, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey's at DaxTarWarsMD. Wes is at Boss West. The show is at Living Force Pod. Jared's on there. Legends Lookback's on there. Cosmic Force is on there. Just search all of us. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Wes, and Jared for podcasting with me this week. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening at home. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.